Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are getting back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Spider-Man No Way Home, a movie that, uh, as we will get into in the conversation, uh, is mostly inspired by other Spider-Man movies, but you know what, that's coming up soon in the conversation, but uh, we, we, we got a lot to talk about here. Joining me for this one is Kevin G. from Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast, and uh, we got a fun conversation coming up. Before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can, of course, rate us and review us over on Apple Podcasts and pod chaser and good pods and now as of this week on spotify as well so if you're one of those people that listen to us on spotify which we actually do get a lot of listeners on spotify um make sure to drop the five star rating that would be really awesome if you did that consider it your christmas gift to me just taking that moment and hitting five stars i would very much appreciate that it would be the the best thing for me to unwrap this week as i'm unwrapping my christmas gifts but uh yeah so also you can follow us on social media at peace Pod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And last but not least, don't forget, we do have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I combine content from this podcast, from Awesome Movie Year, which is another movie podcast that I produce, and from my music career, lots of stuff from my music, bonus albums, bonus tracks from my released albums, and uh, all kinds of stuff. So, Check it out. It's patreon.com slash by David Rosen. So let's talk about lots and lots of Spider-Mans. And of course, uh, spoiler alert, because we will be getting into the big reveals as we always do on these episodes. But uh, I, I feel like this is, uh, I need to capitalize the spoiler alert on this one, because uh, if you haven't seen it yet, there's a lot we're going to spoil. So maybe go uh, listen to one of the other episodes first. Go see Spider-Man No Way Home which it seems like everybody has already, but if you haven't, go see it. And then let's get into this conversation. All right, it's time to get back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe for, I don't know, like fifth time this year, fourth time? I don't know. It seems like there's been a lot of these movies lately, but joining me is Kevin G from Gutting the Sacred Cow. Kevin, how's it going? What's going on? How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm great. It's that end of the year push, though, so uh, it's just non-stop doing stuff i was just wrapping presents before we jumped on this oh but it is the holiday season so uh good for you gotta do it 
Yeah, yeah you gotta I, do I, it, man. I'm not a rap. My wife's the better rapper. I'm uh, artistically mm. garbage in the sense yeah. of arts and crafts. I'm a I'm an sure. a, I'm an abomination, and uh, that's why yeah. my wife does all that for me and everybody else. Yeah, mine mine have big lumps on the sides, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a mess. It doesn't but, make uh, sense to give yeah. a shit about it because I mean, you look at it for two, it's two going seconds to go. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the, and the person who's getting depressed going, "Oh, dude, you can't rap for shit." Oh my god, it's a new James Bond movie. Like, see, they don't give a fuck. It's it's so passe beyond that point. Like, who cares? It's 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 useless. Is that what you're hoping to get for Christmas this year, Kevin? I, I, will, I will be getting that on Blu-ray. I'm sure if not, nice. I'll be, uh, after opening all my presents, I'll go right on Amazon and get it the next day. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to talk about Spider-Man today, but before we do yeah. get to that, uh, why don't you tell people about yourself and your podcast? I would love to. Those are two of my favorite topics. How did you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm Kevin Goatee, a comic podcaster, voiceover artist. That's all fine and well, but my podcast I do with my co-host Kevin Israel. It's the best movie podcast out there because no one's doing what we're doing, and I'm going to tell you why. We invite our guests to pick a film they find overrated or hate, but here's the twist. They, try, they have to pick a film that meets one of these criteria, widely beloved, critically acclaimed, or a financial success. So you can't come on and go, uh, Friday the 13th Part 7, that's a real piece of shit. Yeah, no kidding. We know that. So right. <laughs> the goal is to get people, we and we have, have people on our podcast who pick a film and then you, the audience, look at your phone, your, your, your tablet or whatever and go, what? So-and-so hates, well, this week we're doing It's a Wonderful Life. They hate a one, It's a Wonderful Life? Blasphemy. Mm. And the week before that, we did Dumb and Dumber. So what we're doing is we're giving a platform to those people who have an unpopular opinion and try and see if they can convince us that that film they've chosen is indeed overrated or trash. Sometimes we agree with them that it is. Sometimes we're saying, eh, it's, I'm not going to die in the hill for this. And sometimes you say, no, you're a moron. That film is perfect or great. So we're doing, and that's (laughs) guttingthesacredcow.com to find we're in all the podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google, YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to whatever podcast platform you are on. And for YouTube, subscribe and, you know, that's a nice thing to do. Oh, oh, and write us a two or three sentence review, five-star rating, if you'd be so kind. We, uh... We do that, and every day on guttingthesacredcow.com, we have blog articles Monday through Friday. So guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find everything you need to know about our awesome podcast. You are good at the uh, the podcast plug, Kevin, I got to say, um, but it, that, that sounds you. like a podcast for this particular moment in time where everybody is uh, just going at each other over their favorite movies, and you know everybody seems to hate everything that everybody else likes, and uh that, that tends to happen a lot nowadays. Yeah, I would say so. But I'd say there's a lot of commonalities when it comes to either hating or loving stuff. It's just, again, with our with our podcast for a second, it's, it's finding those few people that are just dead set against it and giving them an opinion. In fact, when our, we also, we invite ourselves once a year, my co-host and I will sit in the gutter chair and we'll pick a film that mm-hmm. we hate or find overrated. So nice. we just taped two uh, a couple weeks ago. We did, he did 300 and I did... The Princess Bride. Okay, those are yeah, those are tough choices because I think I don't know. I feel like most people like both of those, but uh, I'll have to listen to those episodes. They do, so. and that's why it's gonna be fun to listen to see us tear them apart. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I have a feeling not a lot of people uh, don't like this movie though, Spider Man: No Way Home. I mean, you know, I I don't know how your showing of it was, but mine was one of the most ecstatic crowds I've sat in in so long people were so excited i mean we've seen the the twitter shares of all the people cheering but that's exactly what it was like at my my crowd and i know some people don't 
like that experience. They want to just sit and watch the movie and have the story unfold. Um, I, I thought it was fun. It's not like it happens every time. And for once in a while, it's it's a fun, unique theatrical experience. And I am a big champion of the theatrical experience. And so to have something like that happen, especially after these last couple of years, um, I, I thought it was kind of a blast to sit through. So I'm on the uh, other side of that coin. I hate when people do that. I don't mind the, uh-huh. you know, I don't mind the uh, goddamn, you know, when something mm. happens. Like you get a few of those in this film, and I was guilty as sin, going shit, you know, when when a few things happen. But I hate when people cheer in the theater because you know why? Why the actors can't hear you, and <laughs> there is no pause because if it was a play, the actors may have a pause to let the uh, <gasps> ooh or whatever in the film. The, the the director, the editors, they don't know that people are cheering, so they're not mm-hmm. pausing, and then you're missing dialogue or action, and I hate that. Shut up, watch the film, don't ah! enjoy it, give a good <gasps> or whoa, mm-hmm. damn, don't don't carry on. They can't hear you. They can't appreciate your applause or your cheers. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess people just want to be a part of something. That, that's what it comes you, you are to. a part of it. By sitting in the theater, we're a part of it. But we don't need to cheer and enjoy while well, ruining it for the people who just want to listen to that. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So uh, I, I, I think this is going to be an interesting uh, list of puzzle pieces by the end of this episode. Because, I mean, I know mine, my list is kind of all over the place. And there's a, a few cop-outs in it, I would say. But mm-hmm. it, it's kind of the nature of this movie in particular. And kind of where we're at as far as these big blockbuster movies and the way that they are kind of turning in on themselves with the self-referential and just fan service. And especially as we get into all this multiverse business, mm-hmm. um, I, I think we're going to see more and more of this going forward and, you know, Dr. Strange. And then of course, uh, going over to the other side to the DC stuff with the flash and all that, we're, we're going to be getting more of this. And I don't know it, this particular show, it's going to be weird going forward. What movies inspired a movie that is so clearly inspired by itself? True. Agree. Yeah. It's going to be weird. But uh, let's start jumping in, though. Usually I have my guests start with the first piece, but I think I'm going to actually go with the first piece today because I think it's really important to get this one right out there. And that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, which technically is a separate thing from these particular movies. It's its own continuity, but at the same time, as we see now with this movie, who knows where what ends and where what begins with these movies and which universe is which. So it, it could eventually end up being the same thing, all part of you know the same continuum, but uh, really just the idea of seeing multiple Spider-Men in the same movie. And of course, spoiler alert for this movie. I mean, anybody who's listening to this will have seen it. And by the way, with the uh, box office tally starting to come out, I think everybody is seeing this this weekend, it did seems they, like. Did you, I, I haven't looked at any numbers. Did you, what, what did you see so far? Uh, I think it's up to $150 million so far without Sunday. They're saying wow. it well, actually Saturday has a chance. Too. I mean, shit, yeah, it's, it's, it's early East Coast. It's 1 o'clock as we tape this right now on the East Coast. Wow, yeah. 100, what'd you say, 120? 150, I 150. think, is what I saw. It. And yeah. it had a day, a day, actually, a day 36 hours. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it came yeah. out like middle afternoon of, of, of Thursday. It sucked because I had Yeah, this is a freaking stuff. beast, this movie. It is just, is, and, and, you know, make no mistake, the pandemic's still going on. And so that is just, it's freaking crazy. Um, So well, it's, I, it shows, a lot of people are seeing it. Yeah, it just goes to show people are like, oh, I'm not going to the movie theater in a pandemic, but when you put a, 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 I can't miss this film yeah. in the theater. Well, fuck it. Throw me, a, you know, throw two masks on if that's how you feel and go out there and sit through it. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, well, it, it, dude, I was out there 
the first thing I saw in the theater was Tenet the day it came out. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I was back in the theater off jump. So yeah, but yeah, no, this is this is something people are like. Oh, the the pandemic's fucking up uh, movies. This bo- no, it's not. Bond made a good amount of money. This made a good amount. I was gonna make a, a great amount of money. So I think those excuses are over. And I wish they did I, not I push. So. Yeah, I wish they didn't push. Uh, I mean, he, I, it's gonna sound weird. I love Tom Cruise films. Just as a quick aside, I love Tom Cruise films. I fucking hate how they took and they pushed back Mission Impossible to next year. I, I love that's going to be the end of an era when that finally comes out because that's I think the last delayed movie that we haven't gotten. Well, yet. Maverick I mean, Kings, as well. Kingsman is next week, but yeah, that's what I meant. The uh, Top Gun Maverick is going to be and, the last delayed, already shot movie. Well, no, it, it was also like I said, Mission Impossible, and I think Jack. Well, Jackass comes out February, but yeah, but those are, those Jackass, are two ones. Yes. Yeah, I can't wait for yeah. that. Yeah, but the two Cruise <laughs> ones are the ones people are looking forward to. But you're right. That's that. That's pretty much the uh, the end. I know Bond was a big one. Fast yeah. nine or whatever it is, and yeah. Anyway, sorry to yeah. sorry to go off on a tangent. Tangents are our are, are bread and butter here, man. But right uh, so yeah, end of the Spider Verse. What do you got for your next piece? So they jump right into it with the with the characters. I mean, the first five minutes, you get Matt Murdock, and I did not know or pretending think that was coming. And that and that's one moment where I go, God damn! You see him with the cane, you see the glasses, you go, oh shit, Daredevil! Mm-hmm. All right. Only problem though was, and I and I wish he would made an appearance later on. Again, but that just that that was a quick tease ago. Ah, I wanted to see more of him, but you know what? Very, you know, I was looking fastball and I got curveball. So well played, Kevin Feige and company. I liked seeing uh, the early introduction of uh, of a character, especially one that was so well wrapped. I mean, we all heard rumors of the other you know characters and saw a quick shot or two, but this sure. one, no idea that was happening. How about you, David? No, I had no idea it was happening. As a matter of fact, I had so little idea that was happening uh, that I didn't know who that was when, when that moment happened, but everyone in my theater was so excited. I, uh, I've watched all of these movies, but I have completely just not watched any of the TV shows that are involved in the Marvel Universe. So I had no clue who that was, and uh, I looked it up afterwards. And I was like, oh, that's Daredevil. All right, that's why everybody was so excited. Cool. Yeah. I'm surprised you know that was Daredevil. I thought, I mean, at first glance, she had a guy with red glasses, but then the uh, the blind man cane thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, there you go. So yeah. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, that that's my first point was, uh, was the uh, Daredevil appearance. Right, yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess I just don't know Daredevil because I don't know these Marvel characters outside of the movies. But, you know, I guess that's what it is when you didn't really grow up with the comics and you don't pay attention to the shows and, you know. You really just know the characters that are in the movies, but he's in them now. So, But I'm going to go outside of Marvel movies for my next pick. But it is a director who is involved with the Spider-Man movies. Uh, I bring up Evil Dead way too much on this show, but I am going to go to Army of Darkness from Sam Raimi, of course, who directed the original Spider-Man trilogy of movies and is directing the new Doctor Strange. But um, mainly because our hero messes up a spell and that is what sets everything in motion, all the craziness and all the, the, the wacky hijinks that ensue. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I figured Army of Darkness, going right back into Sam Raimi, one of his best movies, and uh, Ash messing up a spell, and that's what causes all the Deadeye army to come to life and uh, start wrecking shit in the medieval times. <laughs> and so right. I, I figured that's a, uh, a good parallel here for how everything starts off in, in No Way Home. I, I'm not a... I'm not a... A, a rainy guy in that sense for Army of Darkness or Evil Dead. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sending catch that. So good on you. Not a rainy guy. Well, all right. I guess it's not for everybody. But uh, what do you got for your next piece? 
I love the introduction of each of the villains we saw in this film. I love, I didn't know, I mean, we all knew Green Goblin was going to come back and spectacular entrance. We all knew that it was going to be uh, Electro as well, but didn't see Sandman coming back. And I, and I like how they, how they, they brought him back and go, oh, Marco, oh, shit. Right, like all of these Spider-Man villains from the other Spider-Man movies. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. the way they told – and, and that's what makes it so great. And one of my, one of my rules is uh, you can't have a superhero film with more than one villain. It doesn't work 98% of the time. And, th- right. and this one – destroyed that theory just for a nanosecond because again look at other superhero films that have two villains and it doesn't work but this one had three heroes and what six villains five villains (laughs) they went in there but again it all comes to and they all got a good amount of screen time each they all Mm -hmm. got their little their gem they all got their oh doc ock was the other one i forgot about too We, we all missed but uh sure they all weaved it in and out with the perfect amount of dish, uh, dash of this and a sprinkle of that, and they all got their 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 characteristics out there, and they and they each of them had emotional moments. You're like, oh, okay, so Doc Ock is pissed, but then he goes, you know what? He's you know Peter Parker's doing this for the good of science. Great. Sandman mm-hmm. was just like, I'm with it until he's not. Electro, same, and then the Green Goblin. You know, and you knew he was sitting there going, he's not going to be for this in the end. There's no way he's going to you know buy. Parker's plan to, to 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 not kill everybody and then be a good guy, quote unquote, until the end. So you're just waiting for him to turn. I loved how they were able to masterfully weave in all these heroes and villains with just the perfect amount of ingredients and the perfect timing for each. Right. And yeah, I mean, it's taking so much from these other Spider-Man movies that you kind of and I talked about this at the top of the show that, you know, it's going to get weird doing a piecing it together episode when we're talking about a movie that is so inspired by its own series and that's picking and choosing little bits and pieces from all the other movies. So it, it really becomes an interesting conversation uh, or maybe a, a less interesting conversation. I don't know how to exactly put that, but um, when all of these things come from the other Spider-Man movies. Yeah, exactly. And I also, uh, I love when they take chances and, most of the Spider-Man films, no one really dies unless it's a villain. And they kill Aunt May. Didn't see that coming. Didn't right. see that coming. I thought when they said, I, I thought I caught something, someone saying someone dies. And then in the end, I know I'm, I'm going to jump around. When uh, Goblin stabs Maguire's Spider-Man, I go, fuck, they're going to get him too? <laughs> I was like, that'd be great. Like, just pure balls. Like, I love when they go all in with the, like, the death. Because, again, most of these comic book films don't do that i'll give it i'll give you where it works great which is this and where it doesn't work great this is where it works great you know where it didn't work great where they had balls and they, had, and they tried to and they kind of go oh water's too cold rise of skywalker that film fucking mm. sucked i hated it but the part oh, of yeah. this i'm gonna i'm gonna specify is when they take chewy on the ship and then the ship blows up and you're like oh, motherfucker yeah. they killed chewbacca what and then oh no it's okay he's fine he was on another ship like oh you pussies like give me a break don't tease it yeah that was a waste hated that but with this kill off aunt may great and uh i was gonna say holy shit they killed mcguire but they didn't but i i would have been fine with that just as like another ballsy approach unless they're really gonna bring the the multiverse and have all the spider-men back in a different capacity or different films if uh that's in the cards for mcguire or garfield so 
Right. Which I, I kind of doubt, but I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, especially with the amount of money it's going to make. So Yeah. If, if, if McGuire might have been like, I'm done. You know, I've got all the residual checks coming in for one, two, and three. And they're like, yeah, here's $50 million yeah. to be Spider-Man again. Like, where, where, when's costume need my new measurements? You know? When, yeah. when, when I have to go to the wardrobe <laughs> for a new suit? Yeah. Well, Rise of Skywalker is actually on my list as well. Um, I mean, this is kind of the good version of that, kind of like you were just saying. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing that worries me going forward with with these Marvel movies is everything with multiverse. And once anything is possible, it kind of, you know, removes the stakes quite a bit. And, you know, if anybody could just be brought back to life and everybody can, there could be alternate versions of people and all this stuff. And it so... It would be interesting to see if they stick with Aunt May being dead or anybody in this being dead and don't bring them back when they, you know, eventually do more Spider-Man movies, Um, you know, which I I believe uh, Tom Holland's already signed on for more of these. Uh, So hopefully they don't. But Rise of Skywalker, like, kind of gives into all the worst tendencies of where, you know, Hollywood is at this moment and just giving fans exactly what they want, even if it's maybe not what they should be getting, because maybe they should be getting a better story. Right. Uh, so, yeah, Rise of Skywalker is, you know, absolutely on my list as well. I'm I'm going to go to uh, definitely a cop out, but uh, back to the idea of having uh, three Spider-Mens in this movie, Spider-Man, Spider-Mens, Spider-Man. Uh, that, meme, that meme that everybody shares of the three Spider-Mens all uh, pointing at each other, uh, that, that has become such like a thing of late, and that is so clearly like the impetus of, of making this, to finally get three Spider-Man characters in one movie all pointing at each other. And uh, that, I mean... Uh, it's such a huge fan moment and it's basically fan service on top of fan service on top of fan service. Mm-hmm. And I think that meme sets that up so perfectly. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll yes. And you, I loved yeah. when they were, when they sat and compared notes of each being Spider-Man and their own experiences uh-huh. and kind of playfully like one upping here and there. I wish there was at least three more minutes of that. Cause I had a big old shit eating grin in my face when they were just comparing mm-hmm. notes and, the web shooter uh, scene where they're like, what you mean? You don't have to build the web shooter just comes out. Like, is that the only place it comes out? <laughs> that was cute. But I, I, yeah. I, I love their experiences. My next point though, I love J Jonah Jameson in this first three. I, mm. lo- and I damn near shot, got a boner when at the end of two, the last one, the last uh, Holland one, when they yeah. had him go on and go, <gasps> Oh, thank God. And they, so they, so they see in the trailer for this one. I'm like, great, perfect. But you know what? They didn't give him the dialogue and the, and the bullet quick witticisms that he was doing in one, two, and three. You're fired. All mm-hmm. right. You're hired. Like shit like that. That whole relationship he had, I loved. And I didn't get it with this one. I know I am nitpicking. Yeah. Well, I would say, like, as far as, like, a puzzle piece is concerned, I mean, he's kind of become more and more like an Alex Jones type, right? At, yeah. at this point with, with this, like, incarnation of the character. And uh, so I, I think that there's a lot of Alex Jones in uh, in what they're going for with with what he is at this point. So, yeah, he's not as quick anymore. Now he's just, uh, you know, loudmouth and and an idiot basically <laughs> sure sure yeah but i'm like damn it i want my i want my share of j jonah jameson now i actually put this on a on a very very 
vague review because again you can't talk about this film because it is so many spoilers in it and you so you can't really do it a, a full review i said the one thing i wish they could have done differently it may just and this is a complete what the fuck dude you're really reaching i get it if they would have had a multiverse ver- uh, version of J. Jonah Jameson come through where he was the old JJJ and the, you're fired, mm. you're hired, like all that again, just coming through the portal or something like that with the other Spider-Man where they, he, he could have had a one-off with him as he was in his studios doing his podcast or his new, whatever the, the new show he did. I would have just, I would have simul- I just would have spontaneously combusted if they would have had that happen or just the old one met the new one and, yeah, we got multiple versions of the villains, multiple versions of the Spider-Man. Why not? Let's get more J. Jonah Jameson in there, too. But uh, I will go to my next piece. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about Tom Cruise earlier uh, about Top Gun, but I'm going to go with Top Gun. You know, Maverick just being so cocky and so sure of himself and bumping heads with the other people in his, uh, in his flight school and uh, basically putting everybody else in danger because of his, you know, not really quite thinking and, and just not really thinking through his plan and just being so hard-headed and it ends up putting everybody else in danger. And so I, I think Spider-Man, in a way, in this movie is uh, putting everybody else in danger with, with his, you know, not really thinking about his plans before he, uh, you know, jumps headfirst into them. Right. I, uh, I'll bring it back to Star Wars. I like how he went all Anakin, Holland did. Where he's about to okay. kill him. He, went all, he was about to kill the goblin in the very end. And then you see Maguire go, no, I've been through this kind of thing. Don't do it. It's not worth it. You're not going to get that, that retribution. And I like seeing him just, instead of this, you know, whimsical, innocent kid who just happens to be Spider-Man, fight. And then, have, and then now he has demons, which is something mm. that, I mean, Maguire had some. I don't remember the Andrew Garfield ones. I didn't think they were that good at all. So I, the only thing I remember is Gwen Stacy dying. And then I go, when they talked about it in this one, I go, oh, that's right. Because every, every Spider-Man film has to have one good person dying. Aunt, you know, ben, Uncle Ben, the first trilogy, the second one being Stacy and this one, I guess, now being Sure. Aunt. So, but I, again, I loved seeing him go dark and just seeing him just kind of have that vengeful streak just show up. And then having McGuire need to kind of just say, nah, man, it's, it's, it's not worth it. Don't do it. And stopping him from killing the, the goblin. And then, you know, there we have it with the goblin having that moment of the, uh, the bipolar uh, going back to the nice, you know, scientist side of being an innocent guy going, oh, my God, what did I do? Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's so Star Wars. And I'm glad that they, you know, pulled him back from that and, and that it doesn't take things over because, I mean, Otherwise, this just becomes the same as all of these other superheroes that are all just wrestling with so many demons and all that stuff. And, you know, Spider-Man should be like the more fun one, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. I yeah. agree. So uh, I'll go to my last piece. And uh, that is going to be the John Hughes 1986 classic Ferris Bueller's Bueller. Day Off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, just, you know, the, the, these cool, fun kids just like going out and having fun, but ending up causing all these problems that then they have to figure out some way to, to fix it all. And that's kind of the, the same drive here with, uh, uh, no way home is, you know, the, these kids, they, they mean well, but they end up ruining everything with with their plans specifically spider-man of course the other two are just kind of along for the ride mm-hmm. uh but then they all have to get together and fix it and very ferris bullery in in a way and uh of course that would make spider-man the matthew broderick 
Except for a creepy principal stalking him. Yeah. Who turned out to be a pedophile. Which I guess could be J. Jonah Jameson. But, <laughs> Actually, <you know. laughs> that's, a good, that's a good parallel you just drawn right there. Nice there job. You go. I like awesome. that. Uh, I like how they gave Ned more. And they, they made him, a, you know, he got the ring and he's able to open portals. But that was pretty yeah. cool. Playing a role with yeah. that instead of just being the fat friend with the, you know, a, a cutesy poo help out kind of moment or, or quip. Or uh, let me get a computer server open for you. We can hack into blah, blah, blah. Like he was actually mm. a little more useful. I, 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 I'm going to go, I don't think on a limb. I think Zendaya is boring as Mary Jane. There's nothing about her that you can, she's very cardboard, very vanilla. Then she's just this cheeky, spicy gal. And I'm just, I don't know. She didn't do it for me. Eh, I think she's all right. But it was funny uh, at, at my screening, um, there, there was like a, a quiet moment where Zendaya is talking. I, I forget exactly like what she's saying or what, what moment it was, but uh, she's talking to Peter Parker and um, the guy next to me says to the guy next to him, God, she's just so real. And I, I was sitting in my seat just laughing. Yuck. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I guess that's what they're going for maybe with with, uh, with this particular MJ. But I, I don't know. I'm not yeah, sure. I'm not a fan of the yeah. single name. I mean, Madonna Bono, they put their, they were, they were something before. And then they had that name. Zendaya was doing what before she became Zendaya? Yeah, yeah I'm not a fan. Got, you, if you're going to do a single name, you got to just jump right into it. You can't just build yeah. up. Prince. You, you have to like go all in. I think, but I don't, I don't, I don't think she's going to have the, uh, the longitude. Maybe. I mean, good luck to her. Who am I? <laughs> I but I don't think she had the longitude that some of these other single name people have, but go, right. go ahead, Zendaya, go knock it out of the park. Prove me wrong. <laughs> so, uh, I will go down the list of everything we just talked about, which of course included lots and lots of Spider-Man and lots and lots of Marvel, uh, as well as lots of Star Wars. Alex Jones slipped in there somewhere, yeah. uh, Army of Darkness, Top Gun, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And, uh, yeah, that, that's our list here. Um, not a lot of other movies outside of Spider-Mans and Marvels, but that's what it is. Are there any other things you wanted to bring up about this movie uh, before we wrap it up? The the one thing I was waiting for, and I was like, well, they, they can't bring him back, was Harry Osborn as Hobgoblin. Mm -hmm. Because sure. now, you know, he's too busy, you know, getting me too I guess. And I was, you know, they yeah. had, the, you know, they had that, that conversation many a time. Like, can we bring oh, him sure. back? We should bring him back. Can we or can is we it going to bring, yeah. is it going to tarnish the brand? I don't think it would because this movie's gonna be too goddamn big for people to go. I'm not seeing it because what's his face is in it, you know? No, yeah. That was one person. I go. Do they have the balls to bring him back? I hope they do. That'd be kind of cool to have the dad, the both, the, the both goblins reunited and, and see how that played out. But all right, I, I mean, I get why yeah. they didn't do it, but I, I, I was wishing for that just to see how the. How I was hoping to out. see Paul Giamatti as a Rhino and in, in like a. Uh, post-credit scene or something but that, that would have been fun he was the only good part of amazing spider-man 2 as far as i'm concerned but <laughs> that's yeah you know it's funny they didn't have scorpion which they teased at the end of one uh the, uh, the mm -hmm. holland one and vulture as well i know he's in the morbius movie but i would sure. have thought nah, those guys aren't going to make an appearance either uh, that would have been kind of i guess cool. they had enough and they just figured let's just stick yeah. to the old ones so yeah <laughs> 
I'll just throw in here real quick. Uh, Jason from Binge Movies mentioned the Dream Team, which I have not seen. I believe you have not seen either. I think we tweeted about that. But um, one of these days, I'm going to have to watch it and see how it uh, lines up to all of these. I I know it's about a bunch of crazy people that have to work together. So I guess I I could see where he's coming from with that one. I'm going to have to watch that one of these days. I don't remember Um, if I saw it or not. It's just been – it was one of those – if I did, it was a one and done, and it didn't stand out in a bad or a good way. So – yeah, I know. Is that the worst? It's probably the worst thing you can have. Is, is like, oh yeah, I saw it. And it made no. It, it wasn't memorable at all. So well, that's 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 kind of a lot of movies. But yeah, <laughs> true. Well, uh, speaking of which, is there a movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners that maybe does stand out a little bit for you? That you, yeah, uh, Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go Spider-Man see it again. Raise great. raise that box office up. Yeah, no, you don't need my help. What did I see recently that I really really like? You know what I saw, and I was late to the party. Train to Busan was fantastic. Cool. You ever see that? Yeah, a while ago, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was late to that one. And I watched another one on Netflix just yesterday, another Korean zombie film. Was it called Live? It was a, it was a Netflix uh, original one. I, I don't know this one. Not as good. Train to Busan mm-hmm. was solid. I haven't seen anything in the theater. I've, now I have to rack my brain. That stood out to me recently that, that I was just like, wow. I, I Aren't they making back. like a remake of Train to Busan and it's like Train yes. to Cleveland or yes, something? Yes, they are. <laughs> like some stupid and American and it's eyes going like to be that. Bad. <laughs> my rule, my rule of reboots is this: don't reboot it if it's already great. You know what? Phil, right. you, know what reboots, you know what? Reboot is great. Dread. Why? Because Judge Dread stunk, and right, they redid right. it. And they made it right, and it's good. And, I, and I'll say the first Star Trek film. I'm not a Star Trek guy by by a lot, but it's that reboot was good, but. You can't, don't reboot good films. RoboCop was great. Point Break was great. Total Recall was great. Don't touch them. Stop it, Hollywood. Force yourself to be more original than just like, ah, let's just go back on the old 80s, 90s nostalgia kids and make something up, you know, try and carbon copy that. Stop it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good good message to go out on here. One question for you. What would you give Spider-Man on the old one to 10? That's what we do at the end of our podcast. Oh sure, I well, uh, I I'd probably go because I I did a three point five out of five on Letterbox, but I'm kind of leaning towards maybe raising it to a four just because of uh, Willem Dafoe. He's just so so great, fun to watch, and uh, but yeah, I mean, I I liked it a lot though. It's still a, a lot of these Marvel movies don't really get above that three point five or four for me, so it is on the really? high end of them. Surprise. Yeah, they're they're not really my thing specifically, um, but they're they're fun though, you know. And I think that this is one of the better ones for sure. And it's in my top. It's either right on the cusp or it's in my top five. I'm pretty sure. I give it an eight and a half out of ten. I think this blew the doors off of, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff. I, I would put that. Top Marvel five would be both the, the final two Avengers films, Ragnarok, mm-hmm. this and Winter Soldier are by my top five. Yeah, good picks for sure. Thank Absolutely. You. So Kevin, where can we uh, find your podcast? Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find everything. This week, as you hear this, we are going to be airing the Christmas episode of It's a Wonderful Life. Upcoming movies we have done are Lawrence of Arabia, 300, uh, The Princess Bride, and oh wonder woman that's another one that we we just did was wonder woman so okay. those are the films that people have targeted for for gutting can they do it find out at guttingthesacredcow.com on all podcast platforms and youtube awesome well kevin thank you so much for doing this one with me and uh maybe we'll get you back on the show again sometime we'd love to do so dave thank you 
I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harris, and we co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years, and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best pictures, some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984, and we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, yeah, we talked about the box office a little bit during the conversation, but uh, at the time of me recording this intro and outro, uh, it is $253 million, the third biggest opening of all time, happening during a fucking pandemic. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't even know what to say. Uh, that, that's freaking crazy, but... Um, yeah, I, I'm glad people are enjoying this movie. And, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson last week, uh, you know, he basically said he's happy for movies like Spider-Man bringing people back out to the theater. Uh, I hope people come out to the theater for this, are reminded, oh, yeah, the theater is an awesome way to experience a movie, and then show up this coming weekend for his licorice pizza because uh, smaller movies like that, I the best way to see him is at the theater. And so hopefully people will, you know, be reminded that it is an awesome experience to see a movie in the theater. And uh, of course the pandemic's ongoing, so be safe when you're doing it, but it's just the best. So our licorice pizza episode is coming up next week, by the way, along with a special look back at the original matrix trilogy. And then an episode on The Matrix Resurrections, and then our end-of-the-year coverage on Top Tens and all that kind of stuff. Lots of piecing it together coming your way, so make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. You can, of course, rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Good Pods, and now Spotify, so we really appreciate your five-star ratings, and uh, I love getting feedback from people, too, so, you know, leave a little review or even just get in touch with me on social media uh, at PiecingPod, where I'm on Twitter way too much, but uh, you could definitely get in touch with me there. Also, our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. So, uh, yes, please do get in touch. And if you want to maybe join me for an episode in the new year, get in touch with me about that as well. Uh, other than that, I guess let's close this one out. And uh, I always do that with a piece of music from one of my albums or one of the films I have composed for. I'm going to go with a piece from my self-titled album, David Rosen, and the track, Like Never Before, um, eh, just feels like a good one to go out with for this episode. So uh, yeah, this is Like Never Before from my album, David Rosen. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.